Hey guys, we have an incredible podcast coming your way. We're going to teach you exactly how to look great, feel strong at your ideal body weight. How? By teaching you about the latest innovations and the discoveries about hormones, the herbs, the natural approaches that will help you to optimize your stem cells, your mitochondria. Please stay tuned. This is a show you must listen to. Got the same results. Okay. Okay, so consider that. 48% carbohydrate versus 6% carbohydrate. The same results. I would go so far as to say the smarter thing would be to push the carbs up to 80% and you'll get even better results. Check this out. Here we go. Ever imagined. You're going to enjoy this. Here we go. I'm going to chime in on an interesting scientific discourse about protein and carbs. And it's going to blow your mind because carbs have what's called a protein sparing effect. I'll remind you during the course of this talk what I mean by that. Here we go. Let's jump right in. Science behind weight loss, the actual use of carbohydrates in weight loss. Because lately, I've just been getting overwhelmed with messages. And even in the comment section of this video, people will jump in and say, if you eat carbohydrates, it spikes your insulin. If it spikes your insulin, it prevents fat loss and promotes body fat storage. And I want to go ahead and kind of just dispel that rumor because one of the first things you learn in exercise physiology is that our bodies are always both burning body fat and storing body fat. So that's not what we need to worry about. What we need to worry about is the net energy balance throughout the day. So when it comes to dieting for fat loss, you need to make sure that you're in a caloric deficit. You can diet on just carbohydrates. You can diet on very low fat. In fact, I wanna show you some studies where they did a few interesting things. Now, the important thing about these studies that I'm gonna mention is they were done in a metabolic ward setting. That means a person has to check in to basically a hotel and everything they do is tracked so that it's not just you're trusting someone's thoughts on what they recall they ate, what they think they ate, what they weighed. No, these people were given a diet and they were tested throughout the process to find out. And this study was done in 2016 by Hall et al. And they actually took two. Okay, this, this is really critical. Did you hear what he said? They went into a metabolic ward, a hospital. They documented everything eaten. It wasn't just hearsay, a questionnaire saying I ate this much protein, fat, or carbohydrate, or even taking pictures of the food. It was the actual caloric intake. This is where every study ignores it, and this is the true science. And by the way, I think this should impress you a little bit. This is a picture of me. Here, if I can get how oh, sorry. I'll try and get it uh, focused here. Now, maybe I can get it focused better here. Yeah, Be Fit and Pain-Free, one of my earlier books, just totally shredded on what? You're about to find out. Let's jump in a little bit further and uh, listen closely. Two groups and gave them the exact same amount of calories. The difference being one group was put on a very low carbohydrate diet, one group was put on a very low fat diet. The interesting there, thing there was that the group that was put on a diet of 6% carbohydrates 
versus a group that was put on a diet of 48% carbohydrates, but given the same protein and the same calories, got this same results. Okay? Okay, so consider that. 48% carbohydrate versus 6% carbohydrate. The same results. I would go so far as to say the smarter thing would be to push the carbs up to 80% and you'll get even better results. Check this out. Here we go. So hear what you're saying, Paul. Well, okay, so maybe carbohydrates aren't bad, but if they get the same results, why would you want to consume carbohydrates if you could have more fats? Well, let's talk a little bit about that. The next study I want to talk about was also done by Hall. And here they took obese men, 19 of them, and they put them on a diet of 2,740 calories for five days. They then, after that, set their baseline, and then they set their diet at 1,918 calories for six days, again in a metabolic ward setting for a deficit of around 822 calories per day. Now the difference here is that one group got their fat very high, one group got their carbohydrates very high, but both groups kept their protein exactly the same. So what was interesting was that the group that was a high fat group, their fat oxidation increased exponentially early on, which you could understand because they were ingesting more total fat. But this soon ceased, they hit a plateau. The carbohydrate group, when their carbohydrates went up, their carbohydrate oxidation went up, but it never stopped, actually leading to a greater fat loss. A greater fat loss on extremely high complex carbohydrates. Now remember, what he first said was on the higher fat diet, there was more fat burn, but that's because there was more fat in the diet. But on the high complex carbohydrate diet, and he didn't define whether it was complex or simple carbohydrates. So let's go further to make sure we get the story right. So this could indicate that by taking in a higher carbohydrate-based diet, if protein and calories are equal, you could lose more body fat. They also noticed in the reduced carbohydrate group that the protein oxidation increased, and they postulated that this could perhaps lead to skeletal muscle loss. So what does this all mean for us? Okay, let's get clear about that. On the, on the low carbohydrate intake, there was more skeletal muscle loss. That's not good. I'm going to repeat again, high particularly complex carbohydrates, have a protein-sparing effect. Uh, when you study the book, Fit at Any Age, by one of the greatest bodybuilders in history, arguably uh, Lee Haney, here, take a look, Fit at Any Age, this book, he talks about taking in 500 grams. That's right, 500 grams of complex carbohydrates every day even leading up to the time of competition he doesn't cut his carbs like every misguided bodybuilder they're basing it on a lot of misleading studies but hall is doing these studies in a metabolic ward so let's go further and listen closely so when it comes to dieting down getting lean and keeping muscle in my mind i don't think that we should demonize any one group Okay, I think we should focus on a balanced approach. My personal favorite approach to getting people shredded is to keep carbohydrates in the diet and actually keep them in the diet as high as possible while also keeping our fat and our protein in a range that is going to promote our health, our well-being, our performance, and our recovery. 
Okay, get that clear. Keep the carbohydrates as high as possible while keeping the fat and protein in a range that meets all the needs. Let's go further. Please pay attention. This is critical for you to get outstanding results as an athlete, as a housewife who's been struggling with body fat. My new book's coming out very shortly, and it's all about estrogen dominance and hormonal balances, but let's go further. I also will include high carbohydrate refeed days and diet breaks. Now, there's been some really cool research on diet breaks, which are basically week long to two week long extended increases in calories back to maintenance, where it shows that more body fat is lost and more muscle is kept over time. Now, as a competitor myself and as somebody who diets down and gets shredded you know, every couple years to do competitions, Here's what I notice. When I restrict carbohydrates for a few days, I start to notice a deflating look in my muscles. I start. Okay, so he's telling you he keeps his carbs high when he's getting shredded, but if he decreases his carb intake, he deflates. His muscles lose that full look. It's necessary to be hydrated. And when you go to more protein, you get dehydrated. It takes eight times more water to digest every gram of protein as it does to digest grams of carbohydrate. He hasn't even mentioned that yet, but here we go. Start to notice my performance wanes. And the leaner I get, the more pronounced that becomes. However, when we add in some carbohydrates, well, lo and behold, we will actually see our muscle bellies fill back out. Our performance will actually improve. And this is why I his performance improves, his muscle bellies fill out. It's critical to get this. If, if you're an athlete, it makes a big difference how you look on stage. Take a look at Joshua Self, who I've personally guided and looking phenomenal, probably the best he's ever looked in his life as a physique competitor. I'll share with you images of him uh, soon. I think having carbohydrates during a fat loss phase is so important because we don't want to have our performance negatively impacted for long periods of time in the gym. These long periods of time of detraining or training with less weight can actually result in a loss of lean body mass that we've worked so hard to build. So the, so the next question is, if carbohydrates aren't bad, why are they? Okay. He said you'll lose, you'll, you'll sustain or experience a loss of lean body mass when you drop the carbohydrate intake. There's a lot of reasons for that, but let's go further. So demonized, and I think a lot of it comes down to the sources of carbohydrates. You see, most times we aren't promoting whole grains, vegetables, and fruits. When we see carbohydrates, we see things like donuts and pancakes and cereal and things that are so easy to over ingest but they're also not just carbohydrates. In fact, the composition of most of the foods that people consider high carb actually have just as much fat. And so you're not just getting a higher carbohydrate diet, you're getting a higher carb and a higher fat diet. The important thing here is that you're actually paying attention to your fat intake. The study by Hall also postulated that the group that had the higher carbohydrate intake and lower fat intake actually noticed a decrease in ghrelin, which was the hunger signaling hormone. So they actually had a little bit less hunger. Insulin is also another hormone that helps us feel satiety. So while we try to avoid satiety, we might actually be triggering more hunger down the road. So overall, what is... Okay, so 
He's sharing with you gems. It helps with satiety. You're satisfied with the higher carbohydrate. But he said, watch your fat intake. Keep that low. Increase your complex carbohydrates. And by its very nature, from whole plant-based foods, he mentioned whole grains and vegetables and so forth. Uh, Take a look. Here's a quote. Hopefully, I can zero in on it. Right from Lee Haney's book, um, Fit at Any Age. How much protein... Here, I'm How much protein should you consume per serving? Okay, he goes on to say, for Mr. Olympiad, he was getting 40 to 75 total grams per day, and that is all that was needed of protein. That's averaging 20 to 30 grams of protein per day. And that is for one of the greatest Mr. Olympiads. I think he won, what, eight Mr. Olympiads in a row? (laughs) I think only one or two bodybuilders besides Arnold ever exceeded eight. I think uh, Arnold did... Maybe, uh, no, I, I actually, I think Lee Haney exceeded Arnold's record. Uh, by the way, speaking of Arnold, Arnold has gone about 80% uh, plant-based. Here, here's an early magazine. Look at this, Special Collector's Issue. I have an actual signature from, from Arnold in his, one of his early books, and this is uh, Muscle Mag here. So there, there's some great pictures of, of Arnold, um, uh, Arnold in the day. Yep. But, uh, yeah, let's, let's go further. I'm having fun. I hope you're having fun, too. But let's get to the science, all right? This is the best approach. This is the most important aspect, and it comes down to what works best for you. Within the guidelines of what the best approach is, as far as protein, as far as fats, you need to pay attention to things like foods that you enjoy and things that you can actually eat and not overeat, things that you can include in your diet that improve satiety, improve performance, but don't put you at a risk for overeating, overconsuming. okay? And I want to mention, obviously, bodybuilders, those who admit it, or in the early day, Arnold admitted taking steroids, because in those days it was legal, it was appropriate. Uh, but I wanted to have you take a look at one of my favorite bodybuilders, Ronnie Coleman. Amazing. It shows him got, gaining 70 pounds of solid muscle and how he did it. Uh, here's a before after picture of him uh, in 1992 versus um, I'm not sure the timetable here but of course um, Ronnie paid a big price he ate a lot of meat and animal product and it damaged I would purport and I have studies to show this I'll pull that up if you like but it drew calcium magnesium zinc right from his bones and it led to osteoporosis and hip hip weaknesses and hip fractures uh high carbs protect the lean body mass and the bones here let's go further though this is interesting i'm not a proponent for someone eating junk food if they're going to eat that junk food and just crave more of it when we're in a caloric restriction or we're tracking our diet or we're paying attention to our body composition it is certainly going to be important that you look at food sources that you can enjoy eat consistently and still fit some treats in that are going to work for your goals it's all about the budget you set for yourself with your diet okay people have lost weight on mcdonald's diets people have lost weight on croissant diets people have lost weight eating any food they want as long as they're in a caloric deficit however just because they're in a caloric deficit and losing weight doesn't mean they're setting themselves up for long-term benefits and performance 
And as long as you're watching this video, I know that your goal is to have the most muscle and the best body composition you can do and make it sustainable for the long term. So I Yep, long term sustainable. Here's one of my early books, How to Look Great and Feel Sexy. Uh, revitalize your energy in nine days to reduce body fat and reach your ideal level over 600 recipes whole plant-based natural foods and one of my favorite chapters in here is where i go into the here check this little cartoon out my workouts oh let's see i had it focused sorry my workouts are uh going great i feel energized what a difference since i switched to the complex carbohydrate potatoes whole grains vegetables and fruit and then down below uh the cartoon guy goes i'm on a high protein diet i can't understand why i always feel so tired i don't feel like exercising <laughs> i have all these uh original cartoons written in my in my book and um by uh saltero who, who is the same artist that did all the tony robbins artwork and uh here, here's another cartoon wow i lost uh Eight pounds this month on my high-carbohydrate Delgado plan. I really do look great. And then on the other side, it goes, I don't understand it. I lost 20 pounds this month, yet I look so flabby. That's right. We have copies of this book you could get on Amazon, but uh, if you contact our office, we'll give you a special deal and get you a signed copy. This book uh, withstands the test of time. And there's a cool chapter in this book on, here we go, yeah, page 39. Let me just turn to that for you. And uh, in, in this section, it's probably still to this day the most accurate discourse of protein requirements. Here we go. Protein. It says uh, rat's milk has 25% protein compared to 6% uh, protein in human milk. Sorry, I'm trying to get that focused. It says, uh, a rat, I need uh, this meat to grow. And then a human, I need fruits, vegetables, potatoes for energy and sustaining muscle. Huh? Okay. Uh, yeah, here. Pull, pull it up right on there. Okay, we have some questions. Let me just uh, continue here. I'm going to highly suggest that you include carbohydrates. I'm going to suggest that you set your protein around a gram per pound of your goal weight. I'm going to suggest you set your fats at no lower than 20% of your daily total intake. And how do you figure out what your caloric deficit is? I'm going to link a video below to give you exact instructions on how to do that. You can also click the link on prophysique.com. Okay, guys. So some questions are coming in, and these are great questions. Let, let, let me just highlight this, and we're going to turn this into a blog, I promise. Danny, we can get this uploaded uh, by tomorrow, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay, you're, you're going to find this really cool. Here, let, let me just zero in on this, and I'm going to read it with you together so you get this really clear because questions are coming in. Uh Makahi Durham says, okay, I've been vegan, vegetarian, keto. I need help. I'm 45 pounds overweight. Got it. Uh, Adrian Guterres, doctor, I've been cooking without oil. Never thought it was so easy. Nice. And she goes, uh, what kind of healthy carbohydrates do you recommend? <laughs> I love it. You just tune in. You're one of my best fans. I love it. Thank you so much for the questions. Here we go. 
I, I highlighted this so you can follow along with me, and I just wrote this tonight for you in time for this show. The higher, let me just preface this, to, to, to get shredded, I mean shredded, muscular, shredded, fit, firm thighs, nice abs, good chest, looking really good. And by the way, I'm in the midst of a very high intensity training program. I've got a training partner that can finally keep up with me and shows up every day to train whenever I'm ready to train. So I'm, I think my sixth day into training, the first five days soar every muscle because I'm doing this very high intensity training, kind of Mike Menser style, Dorian Yates, but even taking it beyond that. And if you want, I'll drop in a few clips coming up. Danny, I think we have those clips of the high intensity stuff we were showing uh, with my uh, training partner, right? Um, and we'll, we'll pull those clips. What's that? Yeah. Okay, so here we go. We're, we're going to be able to share these clips, but let me, let me go back into this and make it really clear and just pay attention because this is going to answer all your questions about fat loss, energy, and uh, remember, no soap. Uh, my good friend there, Adriana, what are, you, are you on the East Coast? I think it is. Yeah. Um, no soap means no sugar, no oil, no animal product. The closer you get to that, the more you're going to reach your goal sooner with high energy, looking great, with good muscle belly. Here, check this out. Okay. The, to, to, to get these results, the higher the grams of complex carbohydrates towards 70 to 80% of calories, uh, which means if you're taking in, say, 3,000 calories, 80% of 3,000 calories, there's four calories per gram. That makes it, uh, what is that? Uh, I'd have to do the math on that. I'll come back to that in a moment. But uh, also drop the fat as low as 3% fat and 6%, 3 to 6% protein, like human breast milk. You'll be in positive nitrogen balance. The best way to accomplish this is provided one takes into account sequencing. Start each meal, breakfast, lunch, dinner. I know it seems strange for breakfast, but your greens, your yellow vegetables, your vegetable soups, your veggie salads, oil-free, sugar-free salad dressings, then fruit, then go to starchy vegetables, potatoes, a little bit heavier calorie, then to beans, which have much more calories, but a lot of fiber, which just makes them still on the plan, nuts and seeds, which have the most calories soaked uh, nuts and seeds, avocados, olives, they have the most. And then ancient grains mixed in there, depending on uh, any kind of, uh, uh, say, delayed food allergy issues. And this will help you to reduce body fat while sustaining muscle and gaining weight uh, or gaining uh, muscle while reducing body fat. Now, uh, here, let me just jump to uh, uh, the... Now, now here... I'll, I'll drop it right here. Um, okay, so, or to gain weight while building muscle, go in reverse sequence. Consume food categories beginning with the highest caloric consumption of foods such as yams, nuts, seeds, coconut, avocado, black rice, beans, and then potatoes, then the lower calorie foods, fruit, and last, and the, the least amount per each meal would be green salads, yellow vegetables, squash, casseroles, and veggie soups. So keep in mind then, the easiest thing is to get to get enough protein because plant carbs spare body protein. Since we're all the always always the body must meet its energy needs first, and it'll derive the energy needs from plant foods that have sufficient 
complex carbohydrates, and mixed in the protein for necessary for building and repair. Mike Mincer was right. It's been proven now. Enzymes recycle about 150 grams of protein a day, and 30 grams come from intestine recycling. That gives every human over 180 grams of protein, which is from the entire amino acid pool before one even takes a bite of food. So what does that mean? <laughs> That's why as little as 20 grams of protein taken in from the diet, 3% of calories, say of a 3,000-calorie diet, which is 9 grams of protein, actually helps the New Guinea natives have incredibly muscular strong, ripped, muscular bodies. And, and that's all from consuming principally sweet potatoes and their leaves, making them in the world the lowest protein intake, the lowest fat intake with the highest complex carbohydrate fat diet in the world. And to note, they, this culture, and they did a study on 770 um, New Guinea natives, they are free of diabetes, no cancer, no heart disease. They, when they do die, it's usually due to famine, lack of foods. So they don't get enough calories and then their immune system gets depressed and they can die of an infectious disease or unclean water. Yet the protein intake that when you burn protein for energy leaves 30% waste byproduct. If you burn fat for energy, it leaves 7% waste product while complex carbohydrates burn pure fuel, zero waste. The only excretion is carbon dioxide, which we exhale, and oxygen, and water we excrete via, via the urine or perspiration or out of the, out of the lungs, the breath. So check this out, how to get uh, on high-carb, shredded. And I, I just wanted to make that note uh, that, uh, that derivatives, uh, yet protein intake. So yet to derive to, I just want to add this, to derive our energy from protein and that, that would make it accurate. Okay, so are, are you following me on this, guys? <laughs> You've been so misled and that's why so many people struggle with weight loss. I guarantee in nine months, I'll give you a good example. In nine months, the last time I was teaching my class on how to get ripped abs and thir uh, uh, firm ties, I started following exactly what I'm explaining to you, reverse sequencing. If I wanted to gain weight, I started at the other end of the scale, and I wanted to lose body fat, I started at the other end. You know, yellow, green, vegetables, fruit, uh, beans, peas, nuts, seeds, avocados, but I want to gain weight, nuts, seeds, avocados, grains, down to potatoes, fruit, to, to the vegetables, soups and salads oil-free, sugar-free. Are you following me? You can do everything without hunger, without weakness, with high energy. And in nine months, true story, I was measuring my percent body fat changes. I got under a single-digit percent body fat, okay? I wasn't even trying to, but because I was teaching the courses, I wanted to show how it works. Of course, I combined weight training, which I always do, <laughs> But within nine months, get this, I dropped 15 pounds of body fat. You'd look at me and think, doesn't have much fat to lose. That's true. But I gained five pounds of muscle during that nine months. Imagine my percent body fat dropped very low. My muscular density went up, and I was showing ripped firm abs. I don't know if you can tell, but I just started training at very high intensity. 
usually I advocate uh, kind of a flow workout where you kind of stay at it and high repetition, high volume to, to feel good and look forward to each workout. But I just wanted to prove a point how much muscle density on this small frame I could gain while reducing body fat. And you're going to watch. I'll show you the before-after transformation pic pictures. You should join me because in nine months, I'm going to be ripped, strong, and muscular. And here I am, probably twice the age of anyone watching this video. Uh, if you pose the question, I might answer my current age. Thank you. You said you look great. Where can I get a copy of that information? It's going to be at the website in the show notes. Right, Danny? We're going to drop this blog in. And you all will get the information first. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. I look forward to assisting you. And I want to teach you about how to improve your blood based on my incredible book, Blood Doesn't Lie, which is on Amazon right now. Please check it out. I think you're going to love this book. And then check out uh, one of my earlier books. If you want to get a copy, just uh, drop an email note to us at, uh, oh, I don't know, health at delgadoprotocol.com that you want a copy of How to Look Great and Feel Sexy. This is uh, one of my favorite books, and it's got all the best information. Here you go. How to Look Great and Feel Sexy. Yeah, the picture was me about, gosh, what was this uh, publication date? Uh, 19... 92, <laughs> so you can imagine I was in my, uh, what, 28 years old or so there? I don't know. All right, guys, it's been fun. I hope you learned from today's session, and check out the blog. Um, we're going to make this available to you. It's been fun. All right, guys, be strong, be well. Check out those show notes for all the tips. That was an amazing show. And now I want to put it all together for you. How do you locate these incredible natural herbs, organic, the best, designed to help you to improve your hormonal balance, give you energy, help you to look and feel great? DocNutrients.com. This is our sponsor. There is a special quiz. Please take the immune system quiz, and it's going to give you some incredible feedback and ideas about how to strengthen your immune system during these troubling times. Be well. It's 2021 and we're here to support you.